Warning. This podcast frequently contains potentially triggering, violent, and graphic content. Listener discretion is highly advised. This episode contains mention of domestic violence. If you or someone you know is a victim of domestic violence, please seek help. There are links and phone numbers in the show notes. Hello again, Nightmare Society. Gather round for another episode of True Horror Stories. These stories just happened recently. I don't know about you, but something about that creeps me out. Knowing that last week I was mowing the grass and one of these stories was actively happening to someone. It's just a particularly scary concept to me. So thank you to those who contributed. River, What's In Your Head, and Emily M. They were all nice enough to share their stories with us tonight. Thank you so much. Another thank you and a great big welcome to our newest members of the online campfire. Take the Scenic Route, and Johnny S. Thank you so much for your support, guys. We really appreciate the help. Every bit that everyone over on patreon.com slash nightmare society contributes helps us to create more free content. They also enjoy some particular perks, depending on the membership level. If you're interested in that, you can check it out over on patreon.com slash nightmare society. Now, get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society. I've recently moved, so my friends and family decided to have a moving-in party. Just so this story makes sense, I don't use cable or Comcast. I use YouTube TV. My mom came over and was helping me set up. I told her we need food, but we also need drinks. Beer. She said she would order pizza and go get drinks. About 20 minutes after she left, a black van pulls up. I don't know what kind of car it was, but it looked old and creepy. I knew it was not family or friends. Then there was a knock on the door. It was one of those calm, boring knocks. Then it got louder and more violent. I looked through the peephole and there was a long, skinny white man. I asked him through the door what he wanted. He didn't answer, so I just thought it was nothing. Then about 10 minutes later, I was watching TV. By the way, there's a window next to my living room. And I heard a tap sound. I slowly moved my head over and saw the same man looking through my window. So I grabbed my gun and called the cops. When he saw this, he drove off immediately. When the cops got there, I told them that he went right. They found him in his van parked down the street. 
When the cop came back, he said the man was from Comcast, saying I had a bill I needed to pay. I told the officer that I don't use Comcast. I have YouTube TV. The officer said if I see this man again, then to call them. Luckily, I haven't seen him since, but this was Sunday. So, maybe he'll come back? time fan of the Nightmare Society podcast and I really enjoy listening to the horror stories. I never thought that I would have one to share. I was content with listening to other people's situations. Until now. This just happened to me yesterday. I live in the New England area and we were in the midst of a heat wave with yesterday being the third day of intense heat. Summertime in New England can bring brutal, unbearable humidity. I'm not a fan of this weather at all. I prefer cool 70-ish type of weather, which I chalk up to being born during the wintertime. So on this day, I had no plans to lollygag in this weather. After work, I was heading home, and from there I was going to walk to the mall to make some exchanges at a store. I had bought some necklaces from Claire's which broke when I opened them. Claire's is a store for young girls and women and they sell jewelry as well as some cute accessories. So I was heading there to exchange them for some new ones. The mall is located behind my apartment complex, so to get there I had to walk through the complex past some large garbage disposals. The disposals are situated out of view, meaning depending on which floor you lived on. They're not always easy to spot, which will be an important detail for this story later on. The path that connects to the mall is around the corner and is also shared with another nearby apartment complex. People use this path to get back and forth to the mall. The path is about a five minute walk and is surrounded by trees on each side and can be isolating sometimes, depending on who's around. The path ends at a traffic stop, but there's no traffic lights to guide you through to cross the street. It's a busy area with cars driving in and out of the mall, which also has a large garage for parking. You literally have to wait for the cars to come to a stop, when they want to, in order to cross a street. Once you're on the other side, you walk alongside of the movie theater that's on your left. The more you keep walking, the more the mall expands right in front of you, with shops that wrap all the way around the mall's perimeter. I passed by restaurants with people eating outside and made my way to Claire's. I made my exchanges and everything was going smoothly. Sunglasses on and my earbuds in, I started to make my way home, passing by the same people eating outdoors. I rounded the corner passing the theater which was now to the right of me. When out of nowhere a short guy wearing a black baseball cap, white tank top, jeans and sneakers passed by me on my right side and ran ahead of me to cross the path leading back to the apartment complexes. He startled me because I hadn't noticed him before. He literally came from out of nowhere. 
He was short, shorter than my five foot three frame. I watched him as he walked down the path. At this point, I was a few feet behind him. He would walk and then stop. It looked like he was lighting a cigarette or something. He would walk and then stop and look around as if he were lost. At this point, I was getting annoyed because that is one of my biggest pet peeves. I hate it when people would cut in front of me to walk and then stop out of nowhere blocking my path. That's what he kept doing though. He would walk on and then stop, almost like he was doing it on purpose, like he could sense that I was trying to get around him. All of a sudden the atmosphere got quiet and my playlist that I was listening to switched to by Radiohead. This song happens to be my favorite, and if anyone has ever heard it, it starts off with the creepy organ playing at the beginning. The song heightened my senses and made me stop. It made me stop trying to walk around this guy because I was starting to feel like something was not right. My emotions went from being extremely annoyed and mad because this guy was blocking my path home where all I wanted to do was get out of the heat to the air conditioning of my apartment to cool off as I hated sweating and to get something to eat and to just relax. I had just gotten off of work and had no time for this BS to, oh shoot, something feels really off. I let the creep walk ahead of me just to reassure myself that he wasn't going to attack me. When I felt that I had given him enough time to walk way ahead of me, I started walking. Now remember when I mentioned those big garbage disposals. Well, as I rounded the corner and was approaching them, guess who was standing right beside them looking at me? You guessed it. The creep. I said nope and turned the other way around back towards the path. Something told me do not try to walk past him any further. In my mind, I was in disbelief, because not only was this happening during broad daylight, with few people around, but also I didn't have a weapon on me in case he tried to attack me. All I had was a very heavy purse with my phone and wallet and tablet inside, and keys to get into my apartment, and a lunch bag that I carried water in. This could not be happening. As I walked back to the path, I noticed that he wasn't following me, and by that time another man started walking down the path. So I decided to follow this man from a safe distance down the path, and once we got near the disposals, the creep disappeared. I hurried to my apartment and made it home in peace to my waiting AC, completely confused as to what the heck that was all about. I tried not to convince myself that I overreacted to the situation. I tend to overthink things as I tried to go over the various scenarios in my head. Like maybe he was waiting for someone. But if he was, what was up with the walking and stopping every few steps ahead of me? Obviously trying to block me from getting around him. And most importantly, why was he standing near the garbage disposals hidden from view like that? If he were waiting for someone, he should have been waiting by the apartment doors. I almost shudder to think what it was he had in mind, and I did alert my management office as to what happened, 
since my apartment building is located in a vast area of trees and woods making it easily accessible to anyone who wanted to get inside. Our buildings are secured buildings, but since we have no security company who secures the area, you can never be too sure. They told me to alert the authorities the next time he's in the area. Needless to say, this situation has prompted me to look into some defense weapons to carry with me. I'm a single woman, and with the uptick in violence in major cities lately, it's time to start protecting myself. To the creep who made my day even more unbearable because of the heat wave, and who blocked me from getting into my apartment. Whatever your intentions were that day, I hope we don't ever meet again. If we do, next time I'll be ready for you. We're Eliza, Allison, and Carlin, and we're the hosts of Resolved Mysteries Podcast. Our podcast follows the 80s and 90s television show Unsolved Mysteries, hosted by Robert Stack. If you like true crime stuff, ghost stuff, alien stuff, this is your podcast. We do in-depth research on all of the segments that Unsolved Mysteries aired and give you the latest updates on every case. Resolved Mysteries Podcast is available wherever you get your favorite pods. Join us and perhaps you may be able to help solve a mystery. My story happened fairly recently, about two months ago. I'm a 22-year-old college student living in California. I rent out my apartment instead of staying on campus, as I don't trust others easily and would be greatly out of my comfort zone. A year ago during lockdown, I met a girl named Ella. We were out clubbing when I stumbled into her and we just clicked, or so I thought. Within that month, we had started dating, and yes, we are both girls. Our relationship for the first month was what I perceived as a healthy relationship, with all the sappy feeling, sharing, and occasional dates. After that month period, however, things began to change. She became controlling. I have a very close friend named Hannah, and we did pretty much anything and everything together. We had known each other for about eight years and had lots of great times and memories. Ella had found ways to guilt trip me into thinking that spending time with Hannah was somehow disloyal. I was restricted to how much time I could spend with Hannah, and on the rare occasion that we did meet up, it would always be under a watchful eye. After eight months, Ella had moved in with me, against my wishes, and had become even more controlling. I wasn't allowed to leave the house unless it was for schooling, and if I was caught, she would throw a massive tantrum. I'm talking smashing my property tantrum. Fast forward to June and Ella and I are still together. I couldn't continue this relationship anymore. I broke up with her. Yes, I felt a massive wave of relief, but if I had known what would come as an aftermath, I would have considered a different option. As I mentioned before, Ella lived with me, so she had copies of every key. 
when I had her move out, I obviously had taken up her keys. This didn't stop her from the occasional break-in in the days after. It got so bad at one point that police were constantly positioned outside the apartment building. On the 24th of June, our one-year anniversary, I had been spammed to death by Ella. Pinterest, email, Gmail, Instagram, whatever, you name it. It had been riddled with calls and messages from her. The messages consisted of love poems and threats. One message stood out to me, however. Answer me or I'll come tonight. I'll make your murder look like an accident. The messages afterwards were too graphic for me to include in this story, but basically she goes on to tell me how I will be tortured to the point of being unrecognizable and how my body would be dumped in a sinkhole, never to be found. I, as any human being, was greatly unsettled, especially about how much detail she had gone into. That night I was with my previously mentioned friend Hannah in my apartment. We had been discussing her potentially moving in with me when the fire alarms went off for the building. Not thinking much of it, we evacuated and waited for the fire to be put out. But there was no fire. Someone had pulled the fire alarm. The firefighters brushed it off as a prank, and we were all allowed to continue where we left off, pre-evacuation. As soon as I set foot into my apartment, I knew something was wrong. Hannah could sense it too. Music was playing from my bedroom. Slow and warped carnival music, like the ones from the carousels. I had watched enough horror movies to know that there was no fat chance in hell I was going to step foot into that bedroom. I just simply went out into the hallway and called the police who were downstairs. Ten minutes later, Ella is being dragged from my room, handcuffed, three kitchen knives following her in evidence bags. According to her statement, she was waiting for me to go to bed so she could kidnap me. Ever since then, I live in fear. Hannah moved in with me and I will forever respect her for that. Nothing has happened between me and Ella within the last two months, but every now and again, I'll feel a set of eyes looking at me. Who knows? It could just be me. As usual, truly terrifying stories. As you all may be aware, this is the month of Halloween, and this is when we have our greatest chance of bringing in new listeners. And more listeners will mean the ability for us to make more content. So please do remember to share us with your friends and family this holiday season. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And we also have memberships available on patreon.com slash nightmare society, which helps keep the podcast going. And thank you to those over there who have been subscribed for quite a while now and have been keeping this thing going. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time. Sweet dreams.